Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat. We are sitting at chapter 185, and uh, gosh, we're gonna, we're kind of just gonna spitball it tonight. We don't really have an agenda, it's getting close to the holidays, and we just wanted to have some fun before uh, Christmas and New Year's. And we all get busy with family and everything like that, but as always, um, check us out, you know, follow us, listen to us, whatever, go check us out. On uh, Twitter and Instagram, rule the galaxy SW. Uh, email us, rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com. On TikTok, DDoc probably is still putting stuff on there, but I can't keep up with TikTok. And it's Star Wars, or it's Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok, sorry. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube, it is just Rule the Galaxy. And uh, last but not least, if you want a hat like this, if you want anything with the cool Rule the Galaxy logo, Go to Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy, all in one word, no spaces. You'll find us there. But it is chapter 1885. We are, again, getting ready for the holiday season. And we thought we'd have a little Star Wars fun before that got here. And I'm sitting here with one of the rocks of the show, my co-host, Alfie. How are you, Alfie? Feeling good, man. Thanks for that intro. Yeah, well... I mean, that's what they pay me for. I'm like the Ed McMahon, right. Ed McMahon of this thing right here. So you really, really set me up there. I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, you're the book of Alfie, and um, you also are probably just, just happy as can be because I saw the those images of those Boba Fett vintage characters that uh, the what the oh, the comic the, one from Marvel way back yes, when the. Empire Strikes Back, Marvel, yes. Boba Fett, and then the Dark Horse, uh, Dark Empire, Boba Fett. Yeah, and those look good. But yeah, I hate to jump into it without D Doc here, but man, that price point twenty three dollars for vintage collection. Yeah, I, that's that's outrageous. You know, I, I sent you a picture the other day, and we've got to connect because I've got a lot of stuff here that I've either got extras or duplicates or different things like that. And I'm just trying to clean house. Um, and and uh, the, the price point is one of the reasons why I'm kind of saying, hey, I'm at a point where I'm deciding, am I going to have all these or am I going to break away a little bit? That That's just that's just pricey for a three and three quarter vintage yeah. collection you know, figure. I even bought that uh, second Obi-Wan Black Series figure the other day at Target. Uh, the... I can't remember something station. Yes. And I'm looking at it I, you know, and I'm guilty because I bought it, but it was $27. Yeah. 
when the other black series are $22 or something like that, you know, why was this one more expensive? Was it I, I just don't get it. I don't get the, I don't think it was an exclusive, but what does being an exclusive have to do with the price going up? Yeah, I don't know. Why is, why are these Boba Fett figures? I get that they're target exclusives, but why are they almost $10 more than a regular vintage collection figure? Yeah, I, I don't know. And can I talk? You know, oh, Azalea's here. Hey, everybody. As as no. we're going along, Azalea, hey, say hi. Wait, wave to Uncle Joe over can here. Can you say hi to everybody? Go ahead. Say hi now. You, I heard you say, can I talk? You better talk. Yeah. She's not going to talk now. She's just. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the cute little Azalea sitting next to Alfie right there. And she's in her Spider-Man pajamas. So, oh yeah, probably... we are all Spider-Man, or Spider-Man, as Steve Glosson would say, yeah. Spider-Man. Um, oh, we're doing the web slinger action there, Azalea. Oh yeah, it's all day, every day. You know, that's the one thing I miss about having little kids, Alfie. My my kids are all old and grown up, and yes, I've got a grandson, but three month old grandson. Yeah, just wait. I know. I know. So D Duck's going to be joining us here mm -hmm. in a second. He he just put a battery in his truck, if I'm not mistaken, because he's a multi-talented yes. person. D Doc, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think it was record timing. Hi, I think I got that. Uh, I think that I got the uh, new, the new one in in probably about 20 minutes. So, wow. Not bad. Car wow. batteries used to freak me out because I feel like I'm going to get electrocuted every time I'm working on them. <laughs> yes. One, one guy at work just told me. Do it this way. That's it. You're not, the battery's not going to blow up in the middle of you doing it. But yes. I don't know. Yeah. You, so I kind of felt like I was like working on the Millennium Falcon, kind of like Han Solo and Chewie out there. The you... batteries aren't easy anymore either. No. I had a Tahoe that it was like it was a you know few hours to change a battery. The amount of stuff you had to take apart. Uh, they have all these bars. In the yes, way. it's ridiculous. Aren't those like safety bars where you've got to kind of maneuver around them and all that kind of stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. It's been a while. You have to take them out. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I had to fully remove uh, uh, two bars that were in the way and the bolts are not in the best places. So fun stuff. <laughs> you know what else is fun is, uh, well, first of all, I have to ask, did you film you doing the car battery? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, and I wish I did. Yes. That would have been great content for you on your multi-million followers on TikTok that you have and, and Instagram and everything else. D-Doc, the, the media king. Um, I You guys have trouble with batteries. I have trouble just replacing the bulb in the headlights. That little thing where you got to go behind, twist it, turn it, pull it, all that stuff. You know, there's a reason for uh, Google. No. You, you don't do that anymore. Like my RAM, you have to take the whole front end apart to uh. replace the light bulb. Yeah, I had to take the front right fender, disconnect the front right fender to get a new light on the right side of my truck. It's a GMC. I'm just like, <laughs> I got this truck thinking like, it's GMC. I'll be able to work on it. Everything should be pretty normal. No, it's not. Listen but. to us. A bunch of old men telling kids to get off our lawn, talking about how rough our days were. You you young kids, you don't know what it was like when you just changed oil in five minutes uh, with the pan underneath. Come on. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, and I'm saying that to you, D Doc, and I, heck, I could almost be your dad. Um, <laughs> so, 
So I don't think Brent's going to be able to get with us tonight. I know, you know, he's he's in the teaching profession. And as we get closer to the holidays, he's got a lot of stuff ramping up that he's got to get taken care of. Uh, Nick, apologize. We're, Nick and I are going to try to connect here before the holidays uh, sometime. Uh, but he's, with him being really involved with the church, Wednesday nights are busy, Sundays all day are busy. And then he's got two little kids under like three years old that are keeping he and his wife busy. So uh so he couldn't be here but uh yeah i, I, I want to ask you guys real quick did either one of you guys listen and i know alfie you don't even listen to podcasts even though you're on one did you listen no to i don't <laughs> the show that i did last week with jim jimmy mac adam gray and Scott say Reifen. Hi to yes uh i did listen to it joe uh, yeah i i you know Dad, just to take a step back and think about it you know to think that it I don't know, D Doctor Alfie. You guys think about it in the things you do. Somebody who stands out like a luminary in the field, right? And and yes, we love Scott Rifen and we love Adam Bray, and they are great, and they're always on the show, and they're friends of the show. But to not only meet Jimmy Mack while we were down at the ICCC in Nashville, and then for him to say, "Yeah, I'll come on and hang on your show," uh, you know, this guy has how many followers, how many listeners on Rebel Force Radio, and for him to take the time to do that was really cool, and. I, th I like I told you guys, I kind of just was like the ringmaster. I just would throw something out there and then sit back and let those guys go. Um, we we were hoping Steve Glossman was going to be on. He couldn't be on. But um, I, I I think about it. I listened to the show. I don't think we had enough airspace if we would add Steve Glossman on there because those guys can all talk about Star Wars <laughs> yeah. a lot. And it would have been a vacuum completely. But um, but thanks, thanks for letting me do that. And, you know, those guys wanted to put that together. So yeah, last week's show, Jimmy Mack, Adam Bray, Scott Rife, and that was a lot of fun. And then they went and the things we were talking about on our show, Jimmy Mack took on the Rebel Force Radio and talked about them on Rebel Force Radio with Scott Rifen's sound effects and all that kind of stuff from Galaxy's Edge. So, um, yeah, I need yeah. to listen to that because wasn't Rifen saying he recorded bathroom sounds? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he so recorded... I need to. I need to go listen to that. He recorded the audio that was playing over the speakers in the Galaxy's Edge bathrooms. And he started off the comment that he's like, hey, Jimmy, did you get my email? And we were like, he's like, no. And he goes, well, it was it was about me in the bathroom. And I'm just sitting there going, where are we going with this? Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, it's just interesting. Those guys are a lot of fun. And I uh, can't wait to to have them on again in the near future. Uh, before we get into all kinds of things, Bad Batch and Star Wars Legion and Patty Jenkins, and I didn't even have notes before we started. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna shotgun this thing, um, but then I was like, you know, can't be unprofessional. I'm gonna have some notes, so I, I wrote a few things. But while Alfie and I were getting things ready, uh, D Doc and you were working on the battery, just listen to some of these names of people we've had on Rule of the Galaxy in the last year. So Jimmy oh, Mack, Adam Bray, Scott Rifen. <laughs> Jake James Lugo, Jack Harvey, IndyCar driver, Steve Glosson, um, the Duchess, um, Jessica, and we had uh, Flynn Hendricks, who we met at ICCC, Rodian Radio, Chris Kempshaw, who is an author who wrote a really cool book about Star Wars. Uh, we talked to the guys from the Indiana, Indiana Toy and Comic Expo, Damon One Kenobi, Ryan McGee from ESPN. Uh, the Garrison Talk Show, uh, the other podcast that's talking about Star Wars Legion with uh, Brent, Jonathan Davis, Star Wars uh, voice actor, Mark Thompson, Star Wars voice actor, 
Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm going all over the place here. Oh, Kerwin and Keith from the Father and Son Galaxy podcast. Drew Carpitian, who wrote the Bane series. Uh, First to Cairo, Mark Newbold, T-Bob, Mark Anthony Austin, um, John Jackson Miller, Kevin Scott. I mean, the, the crew from the ICCC down in Nashville. I mean, that's in one year. All those people were guests on our show, which is absolutely it's crazy insane. to think about. Yeah, crazy. I mean, the people we're talking to in the community that, that's going on out there, and, and for those of you who just had to listen to me rattle off that long list, I apologize, but it just blows me away. Here it is, December, and thinking about, oh, man, January, I was remembering, who do I want to get on the show? How do we want to plan this out? And here it is, December, and looking at all these people who came through and were a part of what we did, and uh, man, it's just great. Um, so I just had to ramble that. What What are your thoughts, D-Doc, on, on I mean, can you believe some of those guests we had on there? No, I, I think it's awesome just because <clears throat> for me, even like if I discover a podcast, like podcasting is something that doesn't always need to be in in the now when you listen to it. So it's kind of cool to think that people can discover our podcast and go mm -hmm. back and look on some of those episodes because, you know, you can go back and listen to us talk about Kenobi or whatever with like some of those guests. And yeah. you can kind of relive that stuff, but you also get to learn a lot about these guys when they're on because it's like, you know, even if a show is going on or whatever, you know, it's like just like last week's episode, you know, that was a big guest for you to have on. But it's like I'm just sitting there listening to it and I'm like, this is just another episode of Rule of the Galaxy podcast. He's here <laughs> riffing and talking with the guys. And, you know, it's just the best part about all of this. I mean, we get uh we get used to our schedule of doing this every week. You know, I, I love doing it every week. And it's like, you know, we get to talk to all these cool people and put it out there. It's it's really fun. It's awesome. Yeah, it has been great. Alfie, how about you? I know you were running around there. Can you can you believe looking back at the last year of all the people we've had as guests uh, and, and all the discussions we've had? I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff, but whether it's authors, whether yeah. it's voice actors, whether it's people from other podcasts, we've had tons of people on here. We've had tons of people on here, not just the people we've had on, but the places we've gone, you know, and the experiences we've had. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Toy and Comic Expo. That was fun. The ICCC down in Nashville. That was a blast. Um, and I'm sure we'll, well, heck, even uh, we went to what? The uh, the um, Great Ohio Toy Show, right? I mean, didn't we go to that this year at some point in time? Oh, we did. Like in March. Yeah, in March. Yeah. Yeah. Spent a lot of money. A lot of money with a lot. Yeah, we had. Yes, we, had we did. Good, good friend of the show, Tom Line, who refuses to come on and say hi or anything, but he he sure is ready to go when it's when there's an adventure involved. So, I'm uh, pretty sure I bought the figures that he bought at the Great Ohio Toy Store or show from him. Yes. Well, you know, Tom, mm -hmm. Tom, Tom's kind of like being like me. He said, "Hey, I've got to get some stuff cleared out. I've, you know, I've got a room full of stuff, and do I need all this?" As we're you know as we move forward and uh, yeah so he's kind of doing some of that that purging that I was doing as well so to go along with that in the last year uh, D Doc had had a uh, another child right uh, so yep, number three right. Joey had uh, you know his first son my grandson during the during this year I went to Italy um, D Doc did you you went to Galaxy's Edge right this year yeah yes. Alfie, did you go to Galaxy's Edge this year, or was that? No, not this year. We were supposed to, but we uh, we canceled. Okay. 
just couldn't get in that Galactic Star Cruiser, right? It was having a hard time getting no. into that. It's pretty easy now. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you know, like I said, guys, I didn't really have a major agenda tonight. I just thought it'd be good, you know, let's riff, like we said. I think that's that's the way to go as we get close to the end of the year here and look back at things and look forward to things. Uh, but I, I did, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about the Bad Batch. We were texting about it with the release of the new um, trailer for that and everything. You know, I've really, over the past so many years, whether it be Clone Wars or Rebels or or the the different, the new Jedi series that came out, things like that, um, I, I really started to really like Star Wars animation almost as much as live action stuff. And this Bad Batch second season... First season was a little weekly adventure some of the time, right? But um, the next season looks pretty powerful. Looks like there's a lot of things going on. Kind of interested to see what, what's going to happen now that Order 66 has happened and people had to choose whether they're on the Empire or on their own. So what are your guys' thoughts on the trailer and the upcoming season of that? You want to hit it first, Alfie? Go ahead, D-Doc. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think uh, what you're talking about with the animation, Joe, uh, it's definitely something I've gotten more into over the years, too. And that trailer doesn't play like an animated show trailer. I mean, it's an epic trailer. Um, and you know what? I have no freaking clue what the hell is going to happen this season in that show. I don't know where it's going to go, what it's going to lead to. There's obviously going to be bits and pieces of you know, Star Wars lore that we know about that I'm sure they're going to tie in. But um, yeah, I, I'm just excited to see where it goes. You know, Omega looks a little older in it now, you know, and I, I think it's going to be fun seeing this crew uh, together for another full season of a show. I'm excited for it. I think it's got to be at least another year or two down the line, right? I mean, because she looks older, they've all changed. They probably didn't just like finish last season and start Right in. Plus, it's been what a year, year and a half since Bad Batch was out. Yeah, it's been a while. I think. Yeah, seems like a long time. And plus, the color of their armor changed and everything too. That has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the figures that they're going to want us to buy or anything. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I did hear um, last you know last season of of Bad Batch we had we had uh, Rhea Perlman. Uh, from Cheers, right? Uh, she was she was mm -hmm. in there. This year, we're having Wanda Sykes. Would you believe that Wanda Sykes would be any part of Star Wars at all? Seems seems like a different fit, but we'll see where that goes with that character. But a good voice, so yeah. I mean, it could work. Yeah. Um. Al so Alfie, I'm curious uh, to see if we, yeah, if we pick up on any of the storylines from the first season, like are there. The bounty hunters just done chasing Omega. Um, will we see you know Cad Bane come back or Phoenix Shan? Um, will we go back to the mountain at some point? That's what I'm wondering. Mount Tantus, yeah. Um, uh, looks like we're gonna see some more commandos. You know, Commander Cody. Uh, I really feel like there's got to be a big end for Commander Cody. You know. I know he's not nearly in the series as much as Rex, but I mean, he was Obi-Wan's clone. I feel he deserves a good ending. And he was the only one who we really got uh, dialogue from in, in the actual movies, right? In Revenge of the Sith, he was the only one that really gave a lot of dialogue. Personal dialogue, yeah. 
I feel so, like there was yeah. plenty of clones dialogue, but you know, more of like orders, things, directions. Right. Cody had some actual personal dialogue with Obi-Wan before they landed on Utapa. And then, you know, when he give, gives the saber back. Right. So let, let's see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, could he, could he last through and end up being in season two of Kenobi when they ramp that up on uh, Disney plus in the future or, Will he get the axe here in Bad Batch before we ever get to A New Hope? We'll see. Because we obviously we don't even know what's going to happen to bad, that group of Bad Batch before we get to New Hope. Yeah, do they yeah. get the axe? Yeah. Maybe what happens to Omega? Maybe we kill them off one per season until until we get to A, a New Hope so they're not a problem. When Will it comes we see to what that. happens to the clones they shipped off? That's a good question. I, I'm, you know, Alfie, that that brings up a good point because in Rebels, they've kind of retired Rex, uh, what Wolf and Gregor, right? Because they mm-hmm. were still connected right. to the Empire, but just retired and out, you know, um, chasing big worms in the dirt and all that kind of stuff. Uh, right? Will they do the same thing to other clones, or will they get rid of them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Good thought. Interesting. Very good thought. Um, well, we see some more uh, sequels breadcrumbs, you know, with this whole cloning thing that I think is going to lead into the Mandoverse a little bit more. Everything that I'm seeing makes me feel like we we have to, if you're not going to scrap the sequel trilogy, which let's face it, no one I think is jumping in saying we're going to scrap it. But I do think they're going to try to retrofit it and they're going to try to make it make sense with all right. these different series that they're doing on Disney+. Plus. You know, little things here or there. And and so you're right, Alfie. I, I think we're going to have to see between this series, between um, the Mando, Ahsoka, and those kind of series, I think you're going to have to weave through all those to get to where we want to get on um, on the sequel trilogy. I'm trying to remember, too. Uh, Crosshair left on, on the ship with them in the last episode, correct? No, Mm-mm. did he not? He did. He stay. He back? stayed on the pad. Yep. Okay. I couldn't remember that. Okay. So he's back yeah. to being a. He's back to being a big jerk again, from the trailer at least. I wanted to say the D word, but we'll keep it P- PG here. You know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. You know, late. It can be after dark if we want. It is true. We can do it after dark. He's yeah. a dick. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I last Technically, week. Then isn't all of our shows after dark then yeah we always do them at the same time yeah yeah that's true okay i'll rule the galaxy after dark that's just from here on do out. we have that's to call always. earmuffs first or just uh, let unless it's um unless it's t-bob uh indiana central time which i yes. remember that one time <laughs> yeah gosh and you know again t-bob has told me let's plane this out let's plane this out now that he had his third child he he is definitely wanting to come back and uh which, by the way, speaking of that, I have a feeling T-Bob's going to be meeting up with Joey very soon. Joey's going to do a speaking engagement and some things with LSU and Purdue game down at uh, nice. the Citrus Bowl. And uh, so I have a feeling they'll be running into each other and bumping elbows. I might ask Joey if he'll record some things for me while he's while he's hanging out with T-Bob so he can put on the show. So, yes. yeah. T-Bob, T-Bob was in his... He was in his uh, Star Wars shirt in the delivery room, and so was I, actually. I was wearing my Star Wars hoodie 
for my uh, first pictures with Addison. And then I see T-Bob posted his pictures that he's wearing his Star Wars like Hawaiian button up shirt. I, you got to love it. It's Star Wars finds its way into the delivery room. That's awesome. It's great. That is awesome. You know, what was it? Magic Johnson, when his kid when his kid was born, he uh, he said, I want Luther Vandross, Luther Vandross over the speakers while my kid's being born. And they said, why? He goes, he was conceived with Luther Vandross. I want him to come out with Luther Vandross. Um, not the same as Star Wars, but, you know, just to <laughs> put that in your mind there. Think about that. Exactly. Um, hey, Brent sent over some pictures today of Star Wars Legion. Uh, what did we have? We had, um, uh, what's his name? The, the Moff the, Gideon and Moff Gideon. Dark Troopers. Yeah. I was going to say Commander Gideon. I don't know why. Yeah. Moff Gideon and the Dark Troopers. Those look pretty sweet. Those look good. Was that, was that, I didn't even get a chance to ask him. Had he painted those or were those just product placement, like photos? They're, that he they're advertisements. Okay. I tell you. Yeah. You, I think they're straight from Legion. If you, I mean, honestly, I know you guys can't see this behind me, and I'll take them out here in front, but, I mean, they're only this big, right? I mean, here, here's my thumb. Here's Captain Rex. But if you really wanted to get into collecting something and you didn't want to take up a lot of space, these these figures that Brent paints for me, they're just awesome. I mean, they're, they're size of half of your thumb, and, and they're awesome after he paints them. you got Cara Dune. Ahsoka and Captain Rex that he's done for me. If I had the time, money, and effort, I think that's one of the things that I might collect because you could just stage them and put them up a little bit of everywhere and they don't take up much space, unlike all these other things behind me here. So, uh, but yeah. Or, or you could get into Lego, Joe. You know, <laughs> these guys aren't too big either. I've got uh, Darth Vader sitting on my computer screen right here. Uh, you guys, I, mm, you know me, I'm always trying to think of my next business, my next plan. If I start throwing collectibles into all these things that I got working in my head and uh, all my notebooks and everything, I've got one, two, three, four, I've got five computer screens on my desk right now. I have a problem. I have a problem. Uh, adding, adding those in there would, would just take up too much time and everything. Um, so yeah, shout out to Brent with star Wars Legion. I'm glad he's finding his passion there, and and I can't wait to take some more pictures and videos of the next time we get together, so we can uh, show all the work he's done. Uh, Alfie, you sent us Patty Jenkins came out with a nice little message for everybody about Wonder Woman. I didn't send that. You didn't send that to us, D Doc. No. You send it to us. Yeah, I did. Okay, my bad. Yes. I think Alfie just came up with the good Marsha Brady Jan thing after. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> there we go. Sure, Jan. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> me too. Um, so guys, I mean, there was a lot. There was kind of a shitstorm. Let's just say it. it's after dark. I mean, yes. people saying you know DC's in a shambles. Wonder Woman three gets all over the place. Gets to be a mess. And of course, we had thought already that Rogue Squadron was shelved already, but. In her little statement there, I don't know. Were there any flicker of hopes of any of that stuff going in the future? I mean, I, I, I mean, don't know. She kind of makes the statement that it's if it were to ever come out of development, that it, there could be some hope. Yeah, she almost sounds to me like someone from the outside looking in when it comes to the Star Wars aspect of it. You know? Yeah, that, 
it didn't really sound like there's anything you know going on with this movie right now just they reached a certain point we've got uh you know maybe some paintings and models and you know stuff sitting in a storage room somewhere and if we ever want to break that out we could start all over again with a new director (laughs) yeah i yeah i mean so so far it's ryan johnson's trilogy poof patty jenkins poof uh off and weiss see ya i mean we're just we're just doing a hatchet job we got a machete going on in all this process right now um and i'm sure there's more it's funny because as we're doing the podcast here, I see that James Gunn um, started tweeting, you know, this is, this is more about the DC stuff, but he's just like tweeting out a bunch of stuff right now. Just being like, you know, I want to get ahead of all this. This is what's going on, you know, and I have more coming, but he said, uh, he said, you know, we're going to be working. We've got our first slate of projects for next year uh, for the new year. Uh, among those is Superman in the initial stages, our story is focusing on the earlier part of Superman's life, and Henry Cavill will not be playing Superman. But we have met with Henry. We're big fans of him, and we're thinking about possibilities in the future. So, you know, we we've talked about it, Alfie. That 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 uh, Kenner Hasbro, those checks, you know, those Disney checks, those DC checks, all those run out. You know, people come running back, but it's really hard not to it's really hard not to keep going back to the well you can always make a batman movie you can always make a superman movie people will go see those right uh, it's some of these other things that aren't hitting for them yeah and i mean the first wonder woman was a money maker too mm-hmm. right it was good yes it was a good film it was and you know i you don't know what to make of all this news because just a few weeks ago you had uh, the rock saying, you know, he's been working so hard to get him back as Superman and now he's not going to be Superman. Why wouldn't you capitalize on the traction you've gained, you know, that, that interest yeah. and just for God's sakes, make a sequel to man of steel. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is it really this hard that we have to keep reinventing and starting over? I understand that Gunn is coming in and taking over this world and, you know, wants to mold things to his story, but why do you have to scrap everything else? Why can't you do a continuation? You know, I mean, I'm not nearly as in depth with DC stories as I am Marvel, but I mean, it's comic books. There's gotta be some type of multiverse or wormhole or something. It's a comic book movie. You can, come up with a you know mm-hmm. logical reason why things change i agree i agree hey yeah um, but and you, you know what though too on top of all this i'm sure you guys have seen some of um james cameron's quotes as the avatar advertisement slate has been going on um and i saw one from him today where he said you know the third film is already, you know, in there, written. Like, I, I think it said they even have it, a decent amount of it filmed already. I think um, so. But, yeah, he said he added a loophole to the third movie to where they can end it there if they don't do what they plan to do in the box office for this one. So it's like, wow. it's like story, story just comes, 
like obviously James Cameron's a guy who cares about story, cares about putting out the best thing that he can. But um, you know, it just shows you how much pressure is on these movies anymore when they come out. It's like the you know, that's that's all that I see about Black Adam anymore is the fact that it didn't hit this mark that they expected it to hit. I don't see whether it was a good movie or not. I see the amount of money that it made. And um, you know, people went and saw it in the theaters. It made hundreds of millions of dollars. But, you know, they want every single one to be blockbuster right. level. And it I plays a huge role in this stuff. I just don't think DC is, you know, outside of, you know, five characters is that well known to the general public. Maybe to guys like us or, you know, real big fans. But um, it's just not as marketable to me as Marvel is. You know, a lot of DC is very dark. Not that it's a bad thing, but when you're, you yeah. know, trying to make a big blockbuster, a dark movie isn't necessarily outside of Batman isn't really that easy to market or to make money off of. Yeah, I, I mean, once you get outside of the core group of the Justice League, out of you know, core group of of. Uh, you know, the, the um, cartoon that was out in the 70s where you had those core group right there that were, you know, me, the Hall of Justice. The Hall of Justice. Yeah, I mean, once Meanwhile. you get out of that. Yeah, that's right. Ted, but wasn't it Ted Knight who did that? I don't know, but. I think it was Ted That Knight voice has always Shack. stick with me. Meanwhile, back to the Hall of Justice. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, we're not a DC show, but it's all kind of intertwined. Marvel, DC, Star Wars. All those things. Speaking of things being intertwined, we were going back and forth. I think, you know, it, it's um. I have not watched one episode of the Lord of the Rings series on um, on streaming, and I have not watched one episode of the um. What uh, what's the other one? Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Haven't watched an episode of either one of those. So I couldn't tell you if they're any good or if they're intertwined, but you guys have, you know, I've heard thumbs up and thumbs down on different things from those, but I don't know. I can't, I can't see myself jumping into it. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but like Mrs. Molinaro and I, we like to say, okay, let's focus. What's something we think might appeal to both of us if we're going to spend the time and watch it. Right. She, she goes ahead and says, okay, anything Star Wars related, Okay, that that's a go because that's that's what you do, right? But when it comes to the other franchises, it's really more of a: Are we both going to get something out of this, or if not, you know, then Joe, you you stay up in the middle of the night and watch it when you want, right? Um, but I, I I don't know. I love the Lord of the Rings movies. You know, I love the Fellowship and the Twin Towers and the Return of the King. I love that. But I just. It just didn't draw me back in. The Hobbit movies didn't do anything for me. Watched a couple of those, and I was like, eh, okay. Um, but these series, I'm sorry, guys. I know you watch some of them, but I, I haven't watched any of them. Yeah. You're not missing out with Rings of Power, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You're not missing anything. I didn't care for that at all. Okay. But the other I, one, I, I loved Game of Thrones up until the last few seasons, and I, I really, really liked House of the Dragon. Okay. Yes, House of the Dragon was top tier, and I was away for a second, so I guess you guys were talking about other, yeah, like you know things on TV. But um, well, 
Yeah. House of the Dragon set a different bar as far as storytelling goes and acting. And uh, Rings of Power just wanted to show you a lot of cool visuals and lackluster fight scenes with no story attached to it, in my opinion. Okay, so the Game of Thrones, Alfie, I know we've talked about it a hundred times and I've got other people, my friend, you know, Mass, who used to be on the show. We talked about it, you know, love, love, Game of Thrones, all this stuff. So I brought up to you guys, and I think I even put it on Twitter or something, that Amelia Clark, who is a Star Wars veteran and a Game of Thrones veteran, had a Christmas movie called Last Christmas that came out. And I'd never seen it. I was flipping through the channels and I saw it one night and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to flip this on and watch it. And it was actually really good. And you guys were throwing me crap on Twitter saying I lost my man card and that I couldn't, you know, couldn't talk about this stuff anymore. But it I'm was so disappointed. Movie. It was such a good movie. <laughs> I I think I threw a like on it. I didn't, you know, I, okay. I I'm not judging. To each their own. You no, know? no, no, no. Here here's the thing. <laughs> It may be a good movie. It probably is. She's a wonderful actress. But in in this realm that we're in of nerddom, mm-hmm. you can't come at us with, oh, man, Amelia Clark in this Christmas movie was just amazing. <laughs> no. That, that... <laughs> well, I've only seen her in, in Solo and Game of Thrones. I mean, so I didn't expect to see her in this kind of a movie. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you just can't come at us with that, bringing that like I, that's your fire. I was not what fire. All I said, hey, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. That's not fire. <laughs> fire is laying down the gauntlet. Like if this is the Christmas movie of the year, go see it. I did not was not coming at fire, Alfie. It was more of a, hey, we're nerds about Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Here's a person from those genres who's doing a Christmas movie. You know. Michael Michael Caine, who was in Batman and in other series, was in Muppet Christmas Carol. Is that is that bringing heat? Did I say you should watch Muppet Christmas Carol? Hey, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, and he's in that new uh, he's in that new uh, movie on what is it? Apple TV. Apple yeah, I still got to watch that. Movie, it's actually yeah. very good, Alfie. So there you go. That's a good. I'm a Christmas. I'm sure fanatic. it is. Will Ferrell my... and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, my dad is a tough, tough as nails guy. And every year December hits and the man is watching Hallmark movies every single day. And he is like, you know, he's like, you look at him, you like you're nervous about him. And then there he is in the house. He has a coffee mug that, you know, they bought my sister bought him a couple of years ago. It says, don't bother me. I'm watching my Hallmark movies. That's what the mug says. So. Nothing surprises me when it comes to, you know, what people want to watch with their movies. I have no I have no problem with the uh, Christmas movies. I mean, yeah, and that's fine. I get your guys' point, but you can't come into our group chat <laughs> when we're talking about Game of Thrones and then mention, oh, yeah, that's the girl from that Christmas movie that I really like. It doesn't it doesn't work backwards that way. OK. All right. Well, if it. If it helps at all, my daughter sent me a text uh, and said, Dad, here are the movies on Hallmark this year that I think you should watch. I have, <laughs> I have I, I watched one. I haven't watched any of the other ones, but my wife cannot stand Hallmark Christmas movies. So it's a nice little battle here in the house. Um, 
Alfie, speaking of battling, you sent us some nice videos and pictures of you at work, and I swear to goodness, you are from the prison on Andor, and you're building the Death Star. That was... <laughs> I mean, you could steal all that stuff from work, all that scrap, and you could build some serious artillery there. Yeah, it, that's what I was looking at. You know, I looked at that heap every day, and it's just like you're you're on a movie set. You know, this could be in Star Wars. <laughs> You know, th this could be Watto's junkyard or, yeah, prison planet somewhere. It's been fun. Yeah, all you got to do is start laying some sheet metal around that stuff, mm -hmm. attach a couple hot lines to it, you know, get a red light that turns on and we'll electrocute the floor, you know, freak some people out with it. Real yeah, life movie. Probably do that. Tell everybody take their shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nowadays, you could get slapped with uh, harassment, you know, if you want to see other people's feet, you know. So, wow, I didn't even think about yeah. that. See, I'm been, I'm just so naive. Uh, Alfie will tell you, I'm I'm shamelessly <laughs> just an introvert and naive. I don't think about those things. Um, yeah, I learned that on Twitter when I joined the Twitter world. I, I saw people will post a picture and they'll put black boxes over their feet. I don't. I I had no, I had no clue what that was, and then I understood. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> people like feet. I, I'll ask oh you my guys. God. There's three of us here. Does feet do it for any of you guys? No. no. <laughs> I've never Neither. understood that. I, I think, you know, if somebody's willing to pay for someone's old underwear or to see pictures of their feet, they they have other issues that they need to take care of. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't. Uh, I have a hard enough time with six-inch black figures and vintage collection. Um Hey, boy, this really took a turn for the worse. <laughs> I told you, I'll, I'll take no the blame script, for that. No script, and we're preparing for the holidays. I want people to know what the real rule of the galaxy is like. It's not all interviews and having guests on. We've done that. What it's really like is if they want to follow our text chain, we could probably make that into some kind of a little book and let them see what we talk about every day. Of course, we have to do separate text chains, as you guys know, because we could get in trouble for some of our texting. So, um, yeah, and they don't have to do with anything with feet, just to let everyone know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Hot Toys, you guys showed me the uh, Anakin Skywalker and the Padme. Those were ungodly. How awesome were those Hot Toys? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That Anakin really might be on my list. That That is seriously one of the best looking figures I've ever seen, honestly. The details on that, they're absolutely insane. And Attack of the Clones isn't even my favorite movie, no. but just to just to see a figure that detailed to have Hayden Christensen and Anakin in that stage of his life. Yeah. God, that would look freaking amazing on the shelf. That thing looked awesome. And you know, our generate well, sorry, D Doc. Me and Alfie's generation, we grew up with um prisoner Leia, as we would call her slave Leia. We grew up with that as being like every guy had to have the figure. They had to have the poster. Um, you know, the pictures in the magazine where she was in the beach with Darth Vader and Rolling Ewoks. Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone. Yeah, I mean, you thought that was the coolest thing you'd ever seen in your entire life. But for the for the prequel generation, Padme in that white outfit when when it gets torn up by the creature. Forget about it. No. 
That's a moneymaker. If I'm Hasbro right now, I'm figuring out how to make a three and three quarter, a six inch black series, hot toy coming out with the larger version. You know, I, I'm I'm doing a Barbie doll version of that thing. The whole shebang. That thing will sell. That I don't care. Little girls will like it. Girls who grew up at that time will say, oh, this is a great memory. And guys will just say, holy crap, look how smoking hot that, that character is. I mean, that that's crazy. I mean, and when, I saw that, yeah, when I saw that hot toy, I was like, how is that thing not going to sell out right away? I mean, that's just, geez. Yeah. Hot toy. Yeah. I need to look at the breakdown of the accessories. Uh, I, I need to see if that comes with a, a ripped, uh, ripped shirt <laughs> version. <laughs> Does it um, come with the uh can you remove the black shoes? dress she wore by the fire? <laughs> oh. Get, get off of the feet thing, man. That's weird. <laughs> oh shit. Um yeah. that is great. Did they even come out with a character of that the black uh dominatrix with the choker on? Yeah. Did they come out oh. with a character of that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. even know how that made it into the movie. Me either. That I mean, I was a grown adult with kids at that time and I watched that and I was like, how are they showing her in this outfit right here? Yeah. But don't get me wrong, it was great, but and why would she <laughs> wear that when she's letting him down? I mean Right. Hey, we're stuck in this building together and it's just the <laughs> two of us, and I'm breaking your heart, so I'm gonna wear this to talk to you about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll get back on subject. Hey, you two, I have loved seeing your pictures pretty much daily of your Star Wars advent calendars. Tell me about those because without having little kids, I did not jump into that. How how cool is that? It's it's Lego, right? Yes. Some yeah, cool stuff. Uh, I'm ca- I caught up to Alfie today. David, uh, my little guy, caught up to Alfie. We have uh, the uh, sandcastle that. Uh, gotcha. Vader made, yeah. So me and Alfie are working in opposite directions. So you got Vader in his, uh, you got Vader in his, uh, you know, beach gear. Yes, it's been fun. His uh, flippers. Yeah, I like the flippers. That's awesome. I I would like a little bit better directions. Yeah, and they're horrible. You know, I, I will admit, you know. Maybe it just wasn't very smart of me, but I think it was the third day before I figured out that the semi-direction picture was on the back of the flap. I had been looking them up online because I couldn't figure out how to put them together. Ah. Yes, they have the directions on the back of the flap, but honestly, they're like half-assed instructions. You know, for like a kid, it's like, you know, my kids have become pretty close. But they wanted it to like, you know, they're like looking at it, like, can you build this for me? I'm like, all right, maybe I'll do this one. Like, there's no way you're going to figure that out. It's kind of just a picture of it sometimes or only like half of it. And then you repeat the other half. But um, there's been a lot of great shout outs to um, a lot of uh, new, new and old Star Wars stuff. And I mean, I wouldn't even say as much new. Again, I don't think there's been anything from sequel trilogy in it, right, Alfie? Um, the one I can't decide whether it's Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter or if it's just a Tie Interceptor. Okay, I still got to get to that one. Um, 
And then technically there is a B-Wing in the Rise of Skywalker, but, uh, you know. <laughs> they have yeah. the, um, oh my God, the, um, what is it? The uh, Skyhopper? <laughs> is is that the toy that mm-hmm. looks, that, that's in it. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, there's, you know, a good clone trooper minifigure inside there. Really nice looking clone trooper. Um, Republic gunship. Uh Luke's land speeder. These are all minis of all of them, but right. It, it's just a fun little thing to see every day. It it really is cool. I yeah, I'm going the opposite way. We haven't gotten to the good stuff. I hope they keep it going. And I hope that next year they come out with a different one with different figs in it, everything like that. It keeps a tradition, right? You guys can have a whole stack of these things out every year, open them up, have them all out, kind of have a whole a uh, village of all your advent calendars out. I think that would be a good thing. Personally, yes. I've missed it. I guess I'll start when Frankie's like three or four, something like that, when he's able to mess with Legos, actually. So, yes. but I'm, I'm it, glad. It brings, it brings fun to every morning. Every morning is what antics, uh, what antics did the elf in the shelf get into? And let's build our Lego before we go to school. So it does add a lot of you know, fun to this like special time of year, like in the morning. Like it's cool yeah. to have that like right off the bat. It's it's definitely fun. Good. Yeah, it is fun. I think we have four different ones going right now. Two yeah, of them are just chocolate, but the Nightmare Before Christmas one is really good. That is my daughter, my daughter Emily's favorite. She could talk about that. She has she actually has a quiz book about that movie. So nice. Believe me, I've not done very well on those quizzes. Um, <clears throat> so you guys also are doing a lot of Star Wars ornaments. Now, my wife uh, worked at Hallmark for probably 10 plus years. And so every year when the Hallmark release happened, she'd make sure we got every Star Wars and every Pittsburgh Steelers uh, ornament that came out. So for 10 plus years, man, we were loaded on everything that came out. Now we just pick and choose. We're a little more choosy we get an occasional one here or there one of our favorites or something we like but um you guys are doing a good job i've seen some of the things you posted on pictures some good ornaments everything like that before you talk about any of them that are like your favorites or anything have you guys seen the tree topper instead of an angel or a star that is a death star they have a light up desk yes. that goes on top of your tree it's 150 dollars it lights up it looks great but i don't know that i could pull that off but you could buy a really nice christmas tree for that yeah yeah Have you do you guys have any favorite ornaments or, or ornaments that are star wars related that, that you guys like having up on the tree or decorations or anything like that i think my favorite one this year that i've gotten is the boba fett funko pop I think that was a pretty good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the newest one that we got when we were in Disney World, we got the um we got the uh Grogu sitting on his little, you know, sitting mm-hmm. on the uh Jedi rock Stone. zenning out. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So, that one that one was special because like every time we go on a trip whether it's like Disney or like a vacation even if it's summertime we always like to buy like one ornament, mm-hmm. like just to like kind of remember the vacation. And that was, uh, that was the one we got. I had no influence on that, you know, choice at all, but you know, 
that was the one we chose in Disney World. So, so. you guys, for those watching on YouTube, uh, but you guys can obviously see this while we're talking. My favorites are I have the um, R2-D2, Yoda, C-3PO, and Darth Vader, all Christmas bobbleheads behind me. I've had those for I don't know how long. Um, and, it, you know, you got them pretty cheap, like at Walmart or Target or whatever. But I keep them, keep them out a lot throughout the year. But looking at those outfits, it makes me think of, of one thing, and they remind me of Christmas in the Stars. Um, Alfie, yeah. How I mean, I don't think enough people today have the appreciation for Christmas in the Stars that you and I do. Uh, D Duck, have you listened to Christmas in the Stars with your kids? Do you have it? I I have not listened to it yet, and I remember from last Christmas. I remember you did. Uh, I think you did a couple episodes around Christmas time. You did one with your brother mm-hmm. Tony, where you guys were talking about Christmas in the stars. And this year I was, I, I actually was playing like the beginning of it the other day, but I'm like, you know what? I'll listen to this with like my little guy and like try to make a thing of it. So I will be listening to it finally this year. I never got to it last year. I never knew about it, honestly, until I heard you talk about it. So. Um, do you know who uh, music career started with that album? That's their first recording. I do. Do you? Yeah, Bon Jovi. <laughs> John Bon Jovi. Yeah. He was on the Christmas in the Stars album as one of the singers. Yes, that's awesome. It all comes back to Star Wars, man. I tell you what, Anthony Daniels loved. When I did the audiobook of Anthony Daniels, his biography, he loved making that because he got a chance to sing and, and interact. I mean, plus he, you know, I mean, it's just extra source of income, but it was one of those things that he really enjoyed doing. Um, and he does a great job on it to, to come on. He kind of narrates it, but he sings along in it. And even my brothers and sisters who are not Star Wars fans and my mom, who's not really a Star Wars fan, they all play it every Christmas because once I got it, I played it all the time. Of course, I played it on an album way back then. Um, but I think D-Doc, I think it's, is it on YouTube right now? Uh, Alfie, is that pretty much one of the only places you can get it? Because it's not on like Apple Music or anything like that. They don't have to look. I think it. I think you can. Like I've got recordings of it, but uh, D Doc, when if you're looking for for your son, I believe Mm -hmm. it's like on YouTube. So you have to check it out there. But look up Christmas in the Stars, and it'll it'll lead you there. It'll either do it song by song, or it'll do the whole album. So I think it's worthwhile for if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't listened to it. It's a little cheesy every now and then, yes, but man, it's it's just it's just fun and to hear C three PO pretty much talking the whole way through it and Wookies and R two D two and it just it just is a good fun time and it adds to Christmas especially when you're a Star Wars fan. So that's just my yeah. two cents. Your mom actually got me that for Christmas. When I was way little. back when. Way back when. Wow. That's awesome. used to listen to it on the old. Uh, Fisher Price radio player <laughs> or record player. That's awesome. Man, I don't, when did it come out? Did it come out like 80, 80 to 83, somewhere in those range? I mean, it was, it was, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just remember because I got a record player that year for Christmas. You remember the little brown Fisher Price record oh, yeah. player with the speakers? Oh, yeah. That was uh, big living back then. Hey, that was a boom box for us right there. That was, you know, that was our iPod. 
iPod? See. Yeah. I can't even say iPod anymore without that sounding weird. <laughs> it does sound weird, actually. Remember the books that came with the record? I do remember that. They read along and you had to flip them over and they had yeah. sound effects and stuff. Yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember when you would do the listen to a book on an album and look at the book. Yeah, that that's we're old people. Have the little chime to turn the page. Yeah. Um, hey, um, what do you guys think? With all the vintage Boba Fett coming out now, Tim Morrison, he's telling people he wants Boba Fett to go back to being a BA. Are we are we all in agreement? I mean, if, if Tim Morrison wants it back and we all think, okay, the Boba Fett series had its ups and downs, but we really would have liked it to have been like that one episode of Mandalorian where he came in and kicked everyone's behind. That, I, that's got to be the way they go in the future with Boba Fett, right? We can't make him soft and lovable the rest of the time. He's got to be out there kicking butt and taking names. From the Boba Fett guy, what are, what are your thoughts? I agree with that. I, you know, this was just one chapter in his story, and I, I think this was just to establish that he's not necessarily the ruthless bounty hunter that he was. And really, the story said, you know, at the end, I don't want to be a crime lord. Right. This isn't for me. I mean, I to me, you're just setting up, you know, the him to be you know mando's right hand man here in this mandalorian war that's going to happen and you know uh the captain america to iron man for for this avengers team that they're going to build but then again you know looking to the future here where are we leaving the sequel trilogy who's left the first order is destroyed the mm-hmm. Sith, whatever thing they were, they're destroyed. There's no Republic fleet. No. So if, let's say at the conclusion of Mando season three, if Mando is the ruler of Mandalore and all the Mandalorians, and if Boba Fett is still a quasi crime lord, doesn't that kind of make them the strongest faction that's left in the galaxy? Yeah, yeah, because the people who saved the day at the end of the Rise of Skywalker were just a ragtag bunch of people who got together and got recruited by Lando, Lando and Chewie. I mean, right, and an it's not like Navy. It's not like the original, you know, trilogy where you had Mon Mothma and Leia and kind of a group of former Republic senators or Republic officials that were, you know, uh, in charge of this rebellion to overthrow the empire. Now there's just nobody left. Yeah. Big vacuum. Well, let's face it, you guys. I mean, what characters do we sell the most clones and Mandalorians? Mandalorians. Well, wouldn't it make sense that if, if we wait and come all the way full circle to episode 10, 11, 12 of movies, if we come out with, Hey, all those people you've been buying the characters of, they're back. Mm. And now here's a whole new color scheme of all of them, new battle armor, new everything. I I think it makes complete sense to uh to follow that up. Money wise. Makes sense money wise. And obviously if that's what's selling, that's what got the popularity behind it. So I, I like the storyline and 
I like the marketing of it. So maybe maybe yeah, take I, I'm... maybe take the Mandalorians coming back and saying we're laying down the gauntlet, we're in charge, and then then you have someone like the Yuzong Vong come and attack the 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 galaxy and the Mandalorians oh, and everybody have to go. Don't give me hope like that. <laughs> well, we don't need another uh, empire. We don't need another no, empire of first order. We need something outside to for them to battle. Okay, now I'm going to tie this in because you asked me to bring it up because we're going right into this news that came out this week about uh, Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, Mm-hmm. Mando season four. D-Doc, did you read any about it? I have not. Okay. I know this is going to be kind of spoilery, but I mean, it's still a ways away. So the source that was reporting it has got a really good track record. So take it with a grain of salt. If you don't want to listen to it, fast forward or what? Is fast forward even still a thing? <laughs> yes, you can fast forward on a podcast. Yeah. They do it like fast forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Skeleton Crew, what, and I read this multiple times Skeleton Crew and Ahsoka are going to cross over. And we're going to open up to a, what, this isn't the final name or anything, but just from what I read, what the crew was calling the New Beyond. So I would, you know, suggest you know, that's probably pretty similar to the unknown regions that we've known about, you know, mm-hmm. in canon. But anyway, this is going to be on the quest for Ezra and Thrawn, but they're going to go to this new beyond to find them. How the skeleton crew gets there, I'm not really sure, but somehow they end up up, up to, too. And, you know, this is being described as a very Goonies in space kind of movie or series, sorry. But in this part of the undiscovered galaxy, you know, just like in the EU with the Yusung Vong and the, uh, what were they, the Siri Rook? Is that how you, I don't know if that's how you said it or not, but the reptilian guys who came from the unknown regions. Yep. And then you had the things ones are different. The, you had those and you had what the, the like insectoid kind of people they ran into as well. Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. I remember mm-hmm. that, but I can't think of the names. Me either. Um, but anyway, the force is different as far as the way it's viewed, and the this is going to lead to the discovery of the origins of the Night Sisters, where they come from, where the you know the force is seen more as magic, mm-hmm. talking wizards and sorcerers and. You know, witches, that kind of thing. And there we were even talking that this is going to tie into this, you know, Mando season four. So will this be, you know, how Thrawn comes back? You know, is this who he brings with them? You know, are they coming to warn of this threat that's out there? But a very supernatural, I think, threat rather than an empire. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've 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 long said the reason that fans like the expanded universe is they had factions of empire kind of things lingering around, but that wasn't really the focus later on of who the enemy was, because people were kind of tired of, you know, 
Empire versus Rebel, Empire versus Republic. Right. Empire, and, new super weapon. Correct. I mean, that got burnt out over a few years, and they're like, we got to do something different. And that's where these other alien factors came in from the Chiss to the Sea Rook, Ski Rook, or whatever, you know, and to the Yuzong Bong, because it, it made those kind of forces join together. And going back to your theory and your thought of Mando and Boba being leaders of a rather large group of people. You know, now they have to join forces with the remnants of this and that to go and fight these other people. And I, and I think I think I like that story much more. Um, and come on, give it to me in movie form. Let's go. I need movies. Yeah. To, to add another wrinkle to that, too, Alfie, um, you, you could add you could throw somehow that this um, Jedi survivor might tie into all that, too, because. You know, think about how much you dealt with the Night Sisters in the, uh, you know, Jedi Fallen Order game. You know, they played a huge role in that game. Right. You spent yeah, a that lot is of a good time point. on, uh, on uh, what is it? Is it uh, Dothamir where they mm -hmm. where they right. all are in yep. that game? Witches of Dothamir. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's main characters in that too. And I mean, I, I saw an interview uh, with. Oh my God! What's the name of the actor who plays Gal Kestis again? I can't think of his name. Uh, it's on. It's I can't think of it at the moment. Either way, the actor who plays him, he just came out at the Game Awards, holding the lightsaber out. You know, crowd going crazy. It, it, it's cool to see that that's one of the most hyped games of the year. To see him walk out in front of a crowd with a lightsaber and people losing their mind. Um, He's coming into live action, man. He is coming into one of these freaking shows or something. I have no doubt in my mind because he has a smile on his face when they're <laughs> asking him questions about certain things. And he kind of gives, you know, very short answers that don't tell you much. So yeah, I could see his story, you know, go, you know, just like Ezra's going out, you know, to this beyond. And then is it uh, cheating? I don't really think it's really cheating the story, but it is a nice way to remove the Jedi from, you know, that problem of how, to, you know, how do they survive? How do they not get caught mm -hmm. by the Inquisitors? Why weren't they in the rebellion? Why didn't they fight at Endor? No, I, I like it. Hmm. I think, I think, look, we have Ahsoka, we have Ezra, we have Cal Kestis, all who could have missed the... Uh, original trilogy, right? And and gone and done these things outside of the galaxy they're in and, and have to be brought back. I think it's, uh, what do you always call it? Um, what do you call it? Story armor or what do you, um, Alfie? Uh, plot armor. Yeah, go plot, plot armor. armor. There we go. I mean, it's good plot armor. And you know what? It doesn't take a wormhole and it doesn't take a time machine and all those kind of things. It's available. It's available to us to use. Now, if you just bring back yeah. the, the world between worlds for Brent, everybody will be happy. That's his favorite. <laughs> yeah, his yeah favorite. I think that could really work, uh, D-Doc, because I think all the articles I read said that mentioning, you know, exploring the origins of the Night Sisters and that it was going to be out, you know, in this beyond where the force is seen more like magic. So yeah, that would be, you know, something for Cal to explore, go after to try to find out more about. I yeah. am down. Yeah. Plus it puts a ginger in, in charge of some big things and that'll make D-Doc happy. 
Yeah, yeah. We need a ginger wielding a lightsaber. That's what we need. That's right. Because you know, because when, when I watched Star Wars for years, that's always what I thought it was missing. That's the uh, one thing. A, a lightsaber wielding ginger? Yes. There we go. Exactly. You know, that's what we need. So Cal Cal Kestis is my guy. I need a Jedi who show up be... in live action. Left-handed, pale, balding with a big nose. I want to be represented as a Jedi in the next movie as that. If you can find somebody who will do that, just let me know. It'll make me feel good to know that I'm... It doesn't matter if it's good in the story or not. Just make sure that... Isn't that like kind of like Count Dooku in the animated? He's got more of a big chin than a big nose. <laughs> he still has that kind of hooky nose. Well, maybe, you know, maybe Dooku and I are closer than we thought. Maybe, Maybe I'll... I'll turn and be a part of the. You're both so sophisticated. Mm -hmm. Now that's making me think of a righty versus lefty lightsaber battle. Now I don't. Uh, that would be an interesting wrinkle into a fight. Although, like sometimes, I guess, like they're almost, you know, they pick up a second one, and their left hand is as good as their right. Maybe that's something because that, they're Jedi. Yeah. True. That's true, but I never saw. The, is there a left-handed dominant lightsaber uh, lightsaber wielder in any of the movies or anything? That's an interesting thing. Uh, I gotta go back to Attack of the Clones and see if there's any lefties in there. Oh yeah, in the in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, eleven eleven percent of the population is is left-handed. So I mean, I gotta think there's some Jedi who are left-handed. But you're right. I think. It's just like having a left-handed quarterback in the NFL. It's odd, right? It's weird. It's a, being a left-handed point guard in the NBA. It's not the norm. So being a left-handed Jedi has got to throw things off a little bit in your fighting style. So, it's like yeah. Apollo's trainer said, I don't want you to mess with no southpaw. <laughs> they do everything backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're getting ready to have the Christmas season and, and the New Year's, everything like that. Are there Star Wars things that you do that are tradition? Anything? I know we talked about ornaments and the advent calendar and Christmas and the stars, but are there things in your household that you do that remind you of being a kid that, you know, when you get Star Wars stuff or anything like that, any kind of Star Wars related things you guys can think of that wrap around this, this holiday season right now for either of you? Well, I can go right away because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, everybody always loves to buy gifts for me because I'm, everyone always says I'm just a big kid, basically, with all this <laughs> stuff that, you know, I collect yeah. still and everything because it, it still gives them like an opportunity to buy that stuff for me because I still like it. Like, so, you know, uh, other people where you might be buying them clothes, like, if someone's buying me a shirt, it's most likely going to be a Star Wars shirt. You know, if, if someone's buying me like a random item, most likely a Star Wars Lego or something like that. They know I'm very easy, uh, easy to please. So I always look forward to seeing what uh, what people come up with, I'll say. You know, I do have only one Star Wars item on a Christmas list this year, and it's the Lego ATTE, and that's pretty much it as far as star wars goes i don't have any black series that i've requested i don't have any hot toy uh that that was the big uh gift yeah. last year was hot toy but i mean to me christmas always has to do with star wars because there is always whether it's a star wars shirt uh star wars socks you know 
Star Wars pajamas, like mm-hmm. anything along those lines. There's always, I know there's always at least going to be one or two things that have to do with it. So I always look forward to seeing what people can find when it comes to Christmas. And and before we have to Alfie with, with your son and him getting more into it, do you have things lined up related to star Wars or has he asked for anything related to star Wars or yes. Okay. He has requested, he has requested star Wars, some star Wars Legos. Cause that's where he's getting into it now. So the, I'll be, I'll be part of uh, some of those. If he does, uh, get what he wished for for uh some of those he did want obi he wanted obi-wan's uh starfighter lego okay so he likes obi-wan kenobi he thinks he thinks he's like the most mysterious guy out there like old man kenobi he's infatuated with him that's awesome he's like he thinks he's like a wizard you know he's like you know he's an old jedi mysterious like he he thinks he's cool so yeah and then when i tell him like yeah that guy in in the prequels with the beard is the same as that guy he's like what he like he like can't (laughs) he like can't comprehend it it's so funny that's awesome good good alfie how about you you know as far as traditions go it's just like d doc said it's always you know i'm gonna get something you know at least something small that's star wars somebody mm-hmm. is going to see something get me in a white elephant or whatever oh he's easy you just get him something with star wars on it uh, yeah. as far as are we getting any star wars yes um we actually had quite the discussion this year because uh, i was told to not buy any star wars stuff for my oldest son because I just buy things that I want mm-hmm. that and then pawn it off that he wants it. And I said, okay, that's fine. And the first thing he told his mother that he wanted was the dark trooper black series figure. So ah. he bailed me out there. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's a but beautiful you, looking figure. But your son, you're, how, how old is Enzo again? 14. He just turned 14. So, I mean, there will come a time, and I think we all go through it at a different time, but there'll come a patch where he'll say, hey, you know, for a handful of years here, I, I maybe don't need as much of that, right? I'm going to focus on yeah, he, things Yeah, he's that there. Are, yeah. But um, there's still the occasional one that he really, really wants. Like, you know, when we went to that Bloomington mm-hmm. show, he really, you know, we left that morning. He said, if I find anything, I want that K2 Black Series figure. And he's never asked for another one since then, except he said, I want the Dark Trooper. Okay. Good. So he's getting it. Well, that's cool. Now, the youngest one. Oh yeah, we got all yeah, we got all kinds of stuff. But one thing I was really disappointed in was you remember that uh little Millennium Falcon tent you sent me from the Disney store? Mm-hmm. Yep. Looks like the cockpit. Yeah. We ordered it, we got it, we're sending it back. Didn't live up to it's, the uh... No, it did not. It is so small, uh... it's ridiculous. And it was eighty dollars. Oof. No, it was expensive. Or some plastic on some on some sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh she hit the uh Disney store Black Friday. It was like five days before Black Friday or whatever. You know mm-hmm. how they do it now. Uh 
pretty hard. It was a, it was a good sale. Well, good. Well, we, I'm, I'm in Joey, of course, still wants a thing here or there, <clears throat> you know, he's, uh, even though he's 29, he'll be like, I kind of want this over here. So there's an occasional item that we'll buy that's Star Wars related. You're right. Just like you guys, for me, somebody somewhere, whether it's a relative, whether it's a work thing, whether it's, you know, they'll be like, oh, that's a Star Wars guy. Just just get him, you know, go find something. And as long as it gets Star Wars on it, we're fine. Um, we're, in, we're, we're kind of in a lull of... Um, I, Lori and I really said, okay, we're going to pull back this year on Christmas because of the big trip. So it's not, you know, we're not really going all out on, on Star Wars stuff for that, but you know, Frankie's three months old and, and yeah, you got to start saving up for next year. You might as well start saving now. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, over the next, however many, over the next decade, I have a feeling Joey's going to be, uh, Hey, Frankie wants this kind of like, you were saying Alfie, but really Joey wants it. So, but he can then mm -hmm. play with it with Frankie. Right. So I have a feeling we're looking forward to that and that's okay. I'm excited about that and having that in the future. And, and that's really why I'm saving all these things here behind me. You know, I told Lori, I was like, as much as you think I love all this stuff, I'm not taking it with me when they, when they either do whatever they're going to do with me and shoot me out in space, like Spock or whether they, you know, burn me and I'm in a jar somewhere you know, I'm not taking this with me. So, uh, you know, that goes off to Joey and then to Frankie and, and if other grandkids like it as well. So I'm in that lull as well. And I'm looking forward to the future where I can go. All right, let's get the toy catalog out. Let's get Frankie sitting here. And what do you want, little man? Let's go. Um, so, yeah, that that's exciting. But I think this year will probably be a small, just a, a little hitch before we get back into the swing of the Star Wars thing again. So, um, but yeah, so we, you know, it, we've been going for a little while here, guys, but any, any closing things, any things you guys want to hit on before we kind of take a little break here over the holidays, let you guys, I know I'm going a hundred miles per hour over the next two weeks or so. Uh, anything you guys want to hit on that we didn't hit on during the show uh, before we, before we break away. Huh. I uh, I can't come up with any right now, honestly. <laughs> I enjoy just riffing about uh, random things, you know. I'm think I'm sitting here thinking about Star Wars Black Series right now, and I can't help but to think it's like something weird is going on with me right now. I just have not. I was thinking today, what's the last <laughs> Black Series I bought? And I think it was that Ahsoka that I got mm -hmm. at a Best Buy, and I haven't bought any since. And my stores have been fully stocked in them. I, I don't know what's going on with me. I think I'm like subconsciously uh not buying them because i hate the new boxes <laughs> i i think that's why i'm like i haven't bought any because i know that it's coming i need to I, I i should be buying right now while you can still see the figure like that dark mm. trooper is probably like number one on my list right now but it's a really good looking one yeah i just hate the boxes i want to like i'm never good at boycotting anything when it comes to things like this, where it's like, oh, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And now it seems like that's what I'm doing right now with Black Series. Yeah. I'm I'm just so disappointed with those package, the packaging. I, I, I do not like it at all. Other than that, Obi-Wan that I just bought, and I really only bought it because they, I think they only had two of them. That's where they get me. It's if there's only one or two. <laughs> Most of them that are coming out, they're not great enough for me to just buy 
themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, you know, yeah, I'm, I'd pick up this Han Solo archive if I was buying, you know, a Mandalorian or something. I, I just can't get myself to buy it by itself. I know that sounds silly, you know, no, logic I, wise, but there, there are so I look, we've all talked about it. I've really limited to say, Hey, I'm going to focus on these favorite characters and finding some old 77 or 78 through 85 that I'm missing here or there. Right. But the only thing that I've got upcoming in any way, shape or form is the six inch black series, uh, Mara Jade. I did, I did, I, I don't even, it's probably a year away, right. Before it even gets a sniff of being here. But I, I just figured we talked about it enough. And that was one of my favorite characters that I, that I'd never have seen a six inch of, and they've never had. So pulled the trigger on that. But heck, like I said, it might be a year from now when I get it, but, but you're right. I, I've just, I've just said, Hey, let's put the brakes on this, especially with the boxes, especially with them not coming with, you know, I've got some, some Obi-Wans from the recent series and things like that. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that slowdown period as well. So let's see, I, I keep seeing announcements. There's going to be a lot going on in 2023. Let, let, let's see if this comes to fruition and, uh, and we're all back on that horse again. So, um, but yeah, I'm itchy. <laughs> Alpha, any, any, any closing things from you before we go away? You, um, I don't know when we'll do our next show, but if it's not till after the new year, just, it's been a great year doing this with you guys. I look forward to it every week. Uh, I really can't believe we're still doing it and we're close to 200 shows. Yeah. I, I mean that in no bad way whatsoever. I just thought this was going to be, you know, a few times and, you know, we're really chugging along here. I think. For yeah, some I mean, reason, people like to listen to us and it's fun. It's well, a lot of fun. You, you guys have been, you guys have been so rock solid and, and my, my life, whether it was the traveling or job or trying to look at some other business ventures and things like that, my life has been crazy hectic turned upside down <clears throat> and and you two uh and brent have been there the whole way and, and kept things going whenever i was not available or things were getting hectic so i can't thank you guys enough and yeah i mean heck we're on episode 185 and 2022 is coming to a close it, it's really hard to believe that like you said alfie i mean when joey said hey dad take take this over for me on episode nine i think I was like, okay, um, and and here we are, 180, you know, episodes later, and and still chugging along. It's it's crazy, and it's been a blast. And the guests we've had, the listeners we have, the people interact with us on social media, all that's been great. We've had so much fun, and and for all of you, I mean, D Doc and Alfie have said it. You know, thank you. You know, have a good holiday season. Sit back and enjoy your family, your friends take it all in and and just life's crazy enough and hectic enough. And there's enough darkness out there in the world that let, let us be stupid for an hour or two and entertain you. And, you know, maybe, maybe have you interact with us about it and just, just enjoy because it goes pretty quick. And, um, you know, next thing you know, we'll be doing this show and Frankie will be the host and uh, Frankie Nazalia will be hosting and, and, I don't know where I'll be at that time, no. but <laughs> but uh, but you guys are the best. Thanks so much, and um, yeah, look, we'll figure out a plan. We'll 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 sit back and kind of percolate things as we get over the holidays to plan where we go in 2023 and what's going to go on. And uh, 
where we travel to or anything like that. We'll we'll put all that plan together. So to you guys, have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. Episode 185. I don't know if we're going to call it the foot episode. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But <laughs> um, Alfie loves it. But that was like two minutes of the most <laughs> awkward television on House of the Dragons, D Doc. Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, until next time. Thanks. Go check us out. Rule the Galaxy. You know where to find us on all social medias, emails, everything like that. Go buy our gear on Etsy. And until the next show, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm.